you are focusing on building your career and ignoring your well-being physically and mentally, this episode is for you. Hi, I'm Mina Kondar, a healthy lifestyle coach and founder of Wellness All Seasons podcast. Welcome and thank you so much for listening. I'm very excited to be with you and today's episode is about overwork and well-being. My guest is a wellness coach, Angel Muller. She was overworking and will share her journey and how she became aware of the importance of her physical and mental health. Welcome and thank you so much for accepting my invitation. Thank you, Mina, for having me on today. I appreciate that. Yes, uh, we have met uh, last time and we have discussed the, the problem of uh, overwork um, because a lot of women uh, work more than they have to at home, at work. So uh, uh, you told me that you have experienced overwork and all what uh, uh, it um, can uh, hold. So could you tell us a little bit about what you have experienced? and um yeah uh, yeah I would have yeah I have I have overworked uh, I would say I've overworked most of my work in life I would go to bed quite late sometimes um I would work into the early hours of the morning sometimes I would just work through the day almost like grazing through the day but with work and even on the weekends uh, and what I came to understand over time is that overwork is, is, is not just about the hours you work or the amount of time you work, but it's also about mindset and that you can have an overworking mindset that actually creates the result of overwork. So how were you dealing with your life in general when you were overworking? Uh, you how you deal with your family life your life in general your well-being did you have time to take care of yourself or I did still have time to take care of myself like I did have time to I may not have always prioritized it but I always did have time to take care of myself to cook for myself to exercise, for fitness, but I I didn't always prioritize it despite having enough time to do it. So I wouldn't say for me the issue was not having enough time. It was much more about how I prioritized my time. And I think many women can experience that. They can overwork and still have time and not necessarily uh, prioritize the most important things um yeah so for you it was not a struggle it was not a problem to overwork it was a struggle in terms of the sort of going to bed very late at night so when I went to bed late at night I'd be more tired the next day I'd be running on adrenaline so I would say that it was an issue from a perspective of like burning the candles at both ends and how was your your sleep quality? Did you sleep well? Or? 
Yeah, I did. I definitely slept well in the beginning, but over time it did affect my sleeping, the depth of my sleep, the consistency of my sleep. And it didn't take that long, uh, fortunately, because I mean, I used sort of natural, like natural herbal teas like chamomile and oat milk and and exercise and things like that to help um, really sort of calm my nervous system down so that I could have a better quality of sleep as well as switching off all my devices like my computer and my phone I found that my quality of sleep was much better when I did that. And in this period did you did you know um, weight problem did you gain weight or? or yeah I did I did gain weight because I was eating sort of late at night sometimes because say I went to bed at midnight I'd be hungry again after the meal so I did gain weight yeah. So um, for you, uh, it was due to overwork and didn't have uh, enough time to eat earlier um, because it was there. Are, there were a lot of things. There were you were overworking. Mm -hmm. You don't sleep at time, and yeah. you eat later. So and this uh, had had a bad impact on your weight. You gained weight. How were you feeling at this moment, at this period of your life? Um, I was just very conscious that I wanted to live in a more aligned way. I wanted, I mean, I've been a nutrition therapist, like that's my background, functional medicine for like over 15 years. And so I know the science behind like sleep. I know the science behind eating late at night and how the sort of body clock is affected. I know about um, the importance of sleep in terms of insulin regulation and you know, all the facts associated with it. So I was very aware that I was living in a, a way that I it was unaligned. Yes, you was aware about all these things, but um... Unfortunately, you could not do all the things because even if you knew that you were eating late, it can impact your sleep, your well-being, etc. But you could not eat earlier and you continue to do it later. So uh, sometimes uh, being aware, it's very helpful, but sometimes we can't do all what we know. Yeah, and I think, I think like with myself, it it wasn't consistent. Like I would be, I would overwork sometimes and not at other times. So there's this variability and I'd go to bed late at sometimes and not at other times. So I always had the sort of struggle between living in a way that I thought was aligned and living in a way that was not aligned. And how did you get over the situation or are you still having the same problem? I, how I uh, work with, because I do, I am quite driven. Um, I, I'm quite driven. So how I dealt with it was I really kind of approached it from a mindset perspective, like who I wanted to be, how I wanted to show up. And I addressed it from that perspective, just really cultivating recultivating the habits of healthy living that I I had been practicing for a very long time just going back to that I think overwork 
is is very much like how you deal with how I would encourage people to deal with. I think some people are quite motivated by taking action. So if you give them tips, they'll take those tips on and they'll put that in the put the habits into their life and they'll make changes. And there are other people who really struggle with that. And for those people who really struggle, I I I believe that it begins by looking at the mindset, how we're thinking. And I think the mindset of overwork is very much about insufficiency. It's an insufficient, it's a scarcity mindset. And how it works is that you kind of never think or believe you're doing enough. You don't know when to stop. Uh, you don't always value the work that you do. You don't always express gratitude to how you're making a contribution or even recognize how you're making a contribution. And, and I think, like you said, the first step is really growing your awareness about yourself and, and being quite reflective about your thoughts and your feelings. For example, you know, like at, you know, at the end of the day, especially if you work for yourself, because I know a lot of women who work from home and work from them, for themselves will struggle with this. And you know, it's the end of the day, you've done your work. You may not have finished all the work you planned, what do you feel like at that point when, when you've made, you've planned in advance to finish, say, at 5 p.m. and you still continue to work? What are the thoughts that encourage you to continue to work? Like it might be, oh, I just want to finish this email or if I stop now, I don't know if I'm going to finish this tomorrow or, you know, those kind of dismissive thoughts that might go through your, your mind. Just become much more aware of what those thoughts and make a note of them and then just look at the patterns that you see in the way that you're thinking but saying that I also understand that much deeper than overwork is you know I was talking about insufficiency it could be like deep feelings of inadequacy and I think sometimes those need to be addressed to support some people, because I think overwork is a spectrum, just like any other kind of addictive behavior. Some people can recover and change more easily than others. Do you think that it can, it can be addictive behavior, overwork? Oh, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. So for you, um, as you knew uh, this, um, situation what did you do to to find your balance and not to continue to overwork well at one time I was really looking into time management and increasing productivity increasing efficiency and things like that so I'm kind of I became quite a whiz on everything time management and I I be quick became really quite efficient in the way that I worked but um, I recognized partly that it's not just about managing time, it's about prioritizing and really understanding what results you're trying to create. Because you can be very involved in busy work and, and finishing off a to-do list, but you may not be creating the results you need in your life. So I think it, I began to look at it from a higher level, not from the sort of operational level, the everyday daily work, but like, how do I want to show up this week? What results do I want to create? How, how rested do I want to be? What do I want to feel like at the end of the day? And that, that, kind, of, that kind of approach. 
Yes, it's a, it's a lot of things at the same time because without fixing all these things first, we can continue to struggle. Yeah, and I think it's, the key is not to try to approach it from a, let me do everything at once. And I think sometimes it's quite difficult, like depending on how your brain works, if you've got more of an ADHD brain, your brain is going to be like wanting to do everything at once. <laughs> so the kind of support you need might be slightly different to somebody who doesn't have a brain that operates in that way. Yeah. So uh, for you, um, when you, when you met the problem of, uh, for example, uh, have, uh, I can say, bad quality of sleep because you were overworking, you eat late and you did not sleep uh, the mm -hmm. hours you, you, you should. So for you, it's, um, did you experience the problem of lack of sleep or, or not in this period? Did I? Sorry. When you was overworking and you you were eating later, you gained weight, etc. Uh -huh. Did you knew the problem of lack of sleep as well? Did I know it? Did I yeah. experience it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I was going to bed late at night. So if I went to bed at one or two p.m., then I would have insufficient sleep, even if I slept till, you know, even if I slept late, it's still because of the way sleep works and the need for you to enter sleep at a certain time in the evening in order for you to reach the depth of sleep that your body needs. So that growth hormone and all the restorative ways that the body rebuilds, like literally your brain and cleans your brain out at night my brain wouldn't have been able to do that if I was going to bed late, very late. It just wouldn't have the time because it isn't based, it's very much based on rhythms that are attuned uh, to nature. So you can't, you, you either are aligned to those rhythms or you're not. <laughs> yeah. So you, you have said that uh, overworking is uh, an addict, addictive behavior. So for you, what did you do to overcome this addictive behavior or you are still have the same behavior? Well, like I said, it, it, it's more of an approach. It's, I mean, addiction, addiction is something that, or, or something is defined as an addiction when it's taken over your life in a way that's affecting the quality of your life. Mm. And so for myself, like I was never, I mean, I always had like, I've, I've studied health and wellness for, for my entire life. So it was never just me like living in an unhealthy way. It might be me living in an unhealthy way for a season of time and then me course correcting. Mm -hmm. So I think I had an advantage in that way because how I grew up, we grew up in a really healthy home and health was a priority. And uh, my mother was really into like eating healthily and exercising and sleeping and all those things. So that was very much part of who I was. So it made it a lot easier for me to course correct. And uh, it was uh, easy for you to overcome this. 
Um, I don't know if I'd say it was easy, but I changed if I changed my focus. Mm. Um, changing the focus can help people who are real, who have really an addictive uh, behavior, like overwork or other uh, addictive behavior, uh, like eating uh, more or having food addiction, for example. Changing focus can be sufficient to. I don't think it's sufficient for everyone. I think. I think with any behavior, there's a spectrum. So there's some people that will find it very easy and there's some people that are gonna struggle and find it very difficult and almost impossible. And I think it's important, like the way I, I see it is like things like coaching, different types of programs, uh, outside support can be really useful, going to supportive groups, all of those things can be very useful for um, supporting people in changing their behaviors. Very interesting. Uh, I like, I love your uh, point of view <laughs> because yeah. the problem of addiction, it's a very vast uh, mm. subject and uh, there are a lot of uh, things to, to say about addiction and especially addiction to food, uh, addiction to there are a lot of addictions now. It's addiction to phone, for example, to yeah. <laughs> all these things. Mm -hmm. So um, um, what about, uh, I know you are um, businesswoman, you are busy. Uh, how you manage your uh, time, your well-being, how you, Place your well-being in your um, daily life as a, a businesswoman, uh, coach. Uh. Well, it's very important to me because I recognize the more well-rested I am, the more well-nourished I am, the clearer my thinking. I'm better at focusing. I'm more creative. I'm more resilient. I can feel like I can. I think I can take on more, like my perspective is completely different. So it's really important for me to um, look after my health and well-being. And I, I do that like daily, like where I work, I actually make sure that I, I go, I might go swimming, I might go in the jacuzzi, I might go on the peloton, I might do a fitness class. But all of those things, or even in the evening, I might do stretching. All of those things kind of help me to like reinforce the idea that I'm looking after myself. Or even if I make a turmeric latte or a green juice, all of or a delicious salad, all of those things really reinforce the thinking that I'm looking after myself and I think sometimes you might just have to start off with a really simple thing like what is the easiest thing that you think you could do the lowest hanging fruit like if you struggle with water you know drinking water could you just buy in some water and just literally smaller bottles of water and just drink through like one or two bottles to begin with it's trying to make it as accessible as possible that's what helps me anyway because uh, the problem of busy women sometimes uh, they uh, prefer processed food etc because they think they don't have time to prepare healthy food or to have rest and uh, for some women who uh, 
are solo entrepreneurs who do everything by themselves, they don't have enough time to maybe to prepare healthy food. Uh, so for you, um, what are the some tips that can be helpful for busy women? Who... I would say that one of the first things is to try to become a lot more honest in how much time you do have to invest in preparing food for yourself and just watch how you do operate when you get home from work. Like if you know that the easiest thing for you at the moment is to put chilled a chilled meal into a microwave, that's kind of like, that's what you naturally do. Then I would always begin with what they actually are doing. Like, how can you enhance that? So say you did start off with the chilled meal, like, can you buy a bag of lettuce and some pre-chopped vegetables and a salad dressing to have on the side? So that would be maybe a first I would really ask them what they thought that they could do. Because I always think when you come up with the idea yourself, you're far more motivated and likely to do it. Mm -hmm. But say they're a bit further along the line um, and they do have a little bit of time to meal prep. I think it's just important to keep it really simple. So, you know, if you're a meat eater, you eat fish. I think that like it's so easy to grill a chicken or a fish to create a mar you can buy pre-made marinades if if that's what if that's what you can afford from a time perspective or you can actually make very simple marinades yourself very simple seasonings you could buy something like an air fryer i don't i i i love my air fryer i use it all the time it makes great tofu it makes great great fish great chicken it just makes it really crisp and tender so you could get an air fryer. You could get a rice cooker. I have a rice cooker. It cooks quinoa, whole grain rice. You could cook a batch of quinoa for the week. And then you chop up the, you know, I, there's this amazing salad where you add chickpeas and olives, tomatoes, cucumbers, yeah. dill. So, you know, it's very, um, I would just say that, you know, just be, start, get honest with, with what you're able to begin with. Yeah. And then... As you gain confidence and proficiency in doing it, you're going to be able to take on more because the brain is designed to actually evolve and to help you change and improve and develop. It's literally designed for that. Mm -hmm. And so if anything's holding you back, it's usually a deep belief and um, or it could be a lack of social support you could be maybe depressed there's lots of factors mm. but um, I would always begin with the easiest the path of least resistance but you know that's not the only way to do it you can do it in many other ways as well yes as you, as you have said uh, it's the mindset uh, we uh we need to shift the mindset always to change our belief to do things. Yeah, and sometimes you, if you can manage to, if you can manage to just do the thing, that will shift your mindset. Mm. So you might not have a, a thought shift, but if you say, I'm just going to do it, just doing it in itself begins to reprogram the brain. Very interesting. Uh, how can we program our brain? Because the problem is our brain um, wants always our safety. So we try all the time to do the things that we feel safe. 
And sometimes uh, we don't want to, we don't accept change. And we know that when we want to, uh, to change our life, we ch change our belief, our thinking. So um, it's always hard to change our habits. So for you, what are the easy um, steps to follow? to change, mm -hmm. to shift our mindset uh, quickly, easily, and have a healthy, uh, healthy mm -hmm. life, healthy lifestyle. Yeah, I think the first step is obviously the decision, right? Mm -hmm. So making the decision. And then once you've made the decision, I would say the second step is to think, just to ask yourself the question, if there was one thing one way that I could make this week healthy or I could have more wellness in my week if there was one way I could prioritize my my health this week what would it be like you can start off at the simplest level you can ask yourself I think questions are so important you could ask yourself you know what what is the you know how can I is there anything I can change in my life that would make me prioritizing wellness easier? Is there anything that I can say no to that will make prioritizing wellness easier? Because it's not just about what you say yes to, it's also about what you say no to. And so I think in terms of programming the mind, the mind is continually being programmed. The challenge that we have is that the programs that are running in our minds are very well established and we have to, our desire to do something different means the mind needs a bit of reprogramming. And if we, I think I always, I always work with my clients along, along the paths that they're already choosing, because I think that path's already laid down. So how can we walk along that path and make little changes? And over time, we know the brain is designed to help you change. So over time, the brain will prune itself and it will help you in your development and transformation. Yes. And as you have mentioned, you worked with clients because sometimes the person alone can't shift, can't find the, uh, take the decision and uh, change yeah. uh, the mindset sometimes it's difficult to, to take a decision because of the environment because of the daily mm. habit etc and the, the lifestyle of the person so uh, sometimes it's uh, necessary to seek for help to change this mindset absolutely and i think that the relational dynamic is where the transformation takes place yeah. like we are like we're not just robots we actually have feelings we want to feel supported we want to feel accepted we want to feel understood those are like highly motivational uh sort of urges we have to be understood to be yes. heard yeah and, and I, I think that having a coach allows you to be heard it allows you to unravel your thoughts it allows you to speak and for someone else to see your brain and for them to reflect some of your thinking back to you so you can discover and unravel even more. Yeah, for sure. Because sometimes the person uh, can't 
uh, notice that there are things that are not good in life, but can't take the decision by self and change uh, everything in uh, life. So uh, uh, yes, I agree with you that sometimes we need um, help. Yeah, and I think I think in a sort of more a less industrialized society, we had much more natural help. We didn't necessarily need a coach. And I think that's why listening to a podcast is, is a great thing because you hear ideas and thoughts that stimulate your own thinking and, you know, and, and your own transformation. Like you, sometimes you don't notice your transformation. You may have an idea, I want to change. Is this, is this how I'm thinking? I want to think more like this. And you won't notice your transformation. It might be months later that you look back and you're like, is that how I used to think? Is, are those the habits I used to practice? So it's being very compassionate with yourself on your journey and really sort of celebrate, not necessarily celebrating, but expressing and valuing the changes that you're making and not dismissing them. Of course. Uh, I totally agree with you. Thank you so much. Thank you for your for your um for letting me come and share with you. I hope that this episode will help you to work smarter and to be aware of the impact of overworking on your well-being. If you like it, please share it with those whom it may benefit, and make sure you subscribe so that you don't miss the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned. I will see you in the next episode.